1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're
2: fortunate enough to have an expert on the line who may not be a psychologist, but certainly knows his sports, knows his NBA basketball, knows his Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. He covers the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers for NBC Sports Philadelphia, also the co-host of the Sixers Talk podcast for NBC Sports Philly. His name is Paul Hudrick. What's up, Paul?
0: Hey, John. How's it going, man?
2: Oh, uh, it's all right. It's a uh, you know a, a, not a, a usual Memorial Day that we'd all be accustomed to, but uh, a Memorial Day nonetheless. And Paul, I you know over the weekend. We are hearing more details about uh, we'll reference, obviously, the NBA specifically about, you know, they are currently in negotiations or talking with the people at Walt Disney uh, about uh, you know returning, uh, having a playoff at Walt Disney World at their wide world of sports. I mean, is what can you tell us, Paul? What, what, what have you been hearing?
0: Yes, I mean, I'm pretty much in the same boat as everyone else as far as the reports that are out there. It, it seems like that is the, the plan, is a localized, one area for Walt Disney World. I've heard, you know, the world-widest sports, if anyone's ever been there in Orlando. It is very spacious, does have the infrastructure that they would need to not only house all the teams and all the staff, but also play the games, broadcast the games, which is obviously very important for people here in Philadelphia to be able to actually watch the team play. So... I mean, that's what I've seen, like I said, pretty much in the same boat as everyone else as far as that's what it looks like they're going to do, whether, you know, the format seems like there's still a lot of talk about what that could be as far as whether they will play any regular season games or if they'll go right to the playoffs. I know today just came out, you know, the possibility of going right to the playoffs and then reseeding one through 16, which would not seem to be too advantageous for the Sixers uh, if they were to get to the second round. So, yeah, I mean, there's still a lot. That a lot that they have to figure out, a lot of things. But to me, it's just thank goodness we're going to get basketball at some point, it appears, or at least going to try to resume the season. And for me, uh, it's better than what I've been doing. You know, I've, I've been trying my best <laughs> to come up with some stuff to entertain and engage our fans. But having real basketball will be a huge help for me. I know that.
2: Well, Paul, you're, you're Lee. You, you were just kind of dancing around what I want to ask you. Uh, what can you tell – uh, us about this potential playoff format. I know they're conversating back and forth about, about ideas, but what's the latest you've heard about this whole 16 team format?
0: Yeah, I, I believe it was Brian Windhorse, uh from ESPN who put it out there, the idea of just rece- basically making it no Eastern, no Western Conference, since it's all going to be in a centralized location anyway, and just going 1 through 16. So, in the first round, that would have no, no real bearing on the Sixers, because they would be playing the Celtics either way um that's not going to be a picnic I mean I, they beat the Celtics three out of four times this year I do think they match up favorably with the Celtics but you know that's still not going to be a picnic and then beyond that I think they'd have to go through like the Clippers the oh. Bucks and then the Lakers to oh my win God. so it is just a pure murderer's room it's not like your typical Eastern Conference that they'd have to go through so it would be it would, be, it would be an uphill climb for the Sixers, to say the least. Again, it's not like you have an easy matchup on the first-round plan, the Celtics, and it's only going to get tougher as you go.
2: Well, um, one of the um, uh, pushbacks that I've gotten just having conversations about what's going on right now with the NBA and what could be is there are uh, a percentage of fans, and maybe even some media, I'm not sure, who are almost against this because so much time has gone by that it's almost as if it's going to be a new season entirely because if the if what we're hearing turns out to be correct and they take to the court sometime in mid-July I mean we're looking at 3 months which is uh, which equates to an entire NBA off-season how do you view it do you view it as a new season i mean I, this is a such a unique situation to all of us
0: right for, for me personally i view it as we all need some finality on and closure on the season that was. I mean, look, the rosters are all coming back the way they were. The coaching staffs are all coming back the way they were. The teams with, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks are still going to be the one seed no matter how they structured it all out. So the regular season still counted. So, you know, all of those things still matter. So to me, just to have some kind of finality for the season, I think is good for all of us. Yeah, it's not – clearly it's not what we all want, right? I mean, we all would have wanted – it to just go on as regular, and it'd be a normal playoff. But that's just not what we're going to get, and it's just not the reality to think that we can get that. So I- I'm in a in a beggars-can't-be-choosers kind of situation for me, so I will take a you know, three-month <laughs> playoff. You know, the, these guys are apparently going to get a month to ramp up, which I think is fair and makes sense because you don't want re-injury. You don't want guys to come back too early and not be ready to play an NBA basketball game. So for me, I'm kind of not going to complain no matter how they do it because I I just want basketball back. And if if this is the way they got to do it, then this is the way they got to do it. And if they have to start next season at Christmas, which I've seen as a thing that's been, you know, toyed with and a notion that's been sent out there. So if that's what they got to do, and that's what they got to do. You know, whatever gets us basketball and a closure of the season, I'm on board with.
2: Well, Paul Hudrick, who covers the 76ers for NBC Sports Philly, really nice enough to join us on this Memorial Day. And, Paul, you led me right into my next question. If they are able to restart and, you know, get underway in mid-July and uh, a winner, a you know, someone doesn't lift the Larry O'Brien trophy until mid to late, assuming late August, generally training camps don't you know, get underway the final week of September for the following season. So, I, I mean, I, it seems like a no-brainer that they would have to push back um, next season to at least December. And another thing that we always forget about, uh, Paul, that you know, the common fan would never think of, and understandably so, free agency. I mean, this changes so much for not just teams looking for free agents but players who are going to hit that free agent market.
0: Right, and then also the draft. I mean, you know, they still haven't even had a combine or the draft lottery yet. So we still have all those things still have to happen. They're all indefinitely on the back burner. So, you know, for a lot of guys who maybe thought the combine would be their chance to, you know, boost their draft stock, you know, they don't have these, you know, normally, John, we're we're doing like the the, the draft workouts for the Sixers. You know, we're all at the complex and they're getting five or six college guys in there Mm -hmm. to get a closer look. And that gives us a chance to get a closer look and to see these guys and to feel these guys out. So it's affecting all of us in that sense. So, I mean, there's just going to be a lot of moving parts no matter, no matter what you do. And, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to have to – it's just, the, again, just the reality, the reality of the situation is just they are going to have to push everything back in order to accommodate a combine, in order to accommodate a draft. And then to your point, free agency and any trades or anything like that, it's going to be a really complicated and weird off season. So you're going to need that time – to kind of reevaluate, reevaluate where you are.
2: Now, Paul, let's get into the 76ers specifically. Um, uh, There, hmm, there are many who are waiting to,
0: sorry, right there. No, no. (laughs) We
2: are waiting to see the fate of the head coach before I ask you that. You know what? Let me, let me say this first. Do you think this time off uh, levels out the playing field to an extent and is helpful for the Sixers?
0: Certainly couldn't uh, to me uh, of all the teams uh, they they seem the benefits the most I would think just because of a Ben Simmons injury you know that we've been told uh, by Elton brand that it, he's pretty confident that if the playoffs were to happen that Ben Simmons would be playing he would be healthy and ready to go uh, you know when you look at some of the other guys on the team you know Al Horford you know had some time to rest. Uh, Joel Embiid had some time to rest. You know, he was dealing with a shoulder. Had just come back when we uh, when, when play was stopped. Tobias Harris had a knee issue. Josh Richardson has had nagging hamstring and quad issues all season long. So from that standpoint, yeah, I mean, I think the Sixers stand to benefit more than anybody. The only thing that's going to be bad for them is they didn't really have an opportunity to come together before this. Right. So now they get three months off, and they're going to have to be expected to do that. When you have teams like the Bucks who are so cohesive and have been playing together for so long that they're going to be at a serious advantage from that standpoint. So, if anything, I think it should benefit the Sixers, but it's still going to be a matter of them, you know, they're going to have everything laid out the way they would want. It's a matter of them taking advantage of the opportunity.
2: Two more questions for you, Paul. The one that... Every Sixers fan, well, a majority of Sixers fans have already made their mind up on, but we know the organization has not. Elton Brand or Joshua Harris is the fate of the head coach and Brett Brown. Do you think, um, what determines whether Brett Brown is back next year or not? I guess that's the easiest way to pose it to you.
0: To me, if they don't make it past the, uh, I mean, it's, this is going to be so complicated because of the situation. So I would have said the Eastern Conference Finals, but I don't know that we are going to get in Eastern conference finals the way we know it. So I guess I would have to say if they don't get past the second round of the finals, that's their second round of the playoffs. That's when you have to wonder if there are going to be questions because that's two years in a row where, you know, they were eliminated in the second round. If that happens again a third time, then I think, you know, there's going to be some questions and it's it's going to be, it's, it's going to be so complicated again, just, just because of where we are and what's going to, what's going on and what's going to happen that it's, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I, would, I would guess, again, for me, if, if, if they don't get past the second round, that's when there's going to be serious questions. I guess that's where I'll leave Okay.
2: It. Final question I have for you, Paul. Uh, obviously, no crowd. So uh, we have no idea if they're going to go the NFL route and pump in crowd noise, at least for the telecast, and see what happens. But we know the Sixers had the best home record in the entire NBA. They had, the I believe, the third worst road record in the entire NBA. If there is no crowd, and we know there will not be, and they do not pump in crowd noise, I, I can't fathom whether that's an advantage or a disadvantage. I, I envision, Paul, even the best stars who are used to feeding off that energy or negativity that no longer have that as a motivating factor, I'm not sure where, that, you know, where the motivation then comes from. And I worry about, for the 76ers specifically, Joel Embiid. What do you think?
0: Well, also you have to throw in the fact that uh, do you know what the record was in the state of Florida this year? It was no. 0-4. They didn't oh. win a single game in Orlando or Miami. this year. <laughs> so that's another thing to factor in there. So yeah, I mean, it's clear that this team, for whatever reason, more so than any other team in the NBA really feeds off their home crowd and feeds off that home energy. And when they go on the road, it's not the same. So I guess you could look at it one or two ways. You could look at it as all right, they're not going to have a crowd, so it's not, It's not. they're not going to have that, that boost. They're not going to get that energy from their home crowd. And also, there's no road crowd, so there's no one giving them that negative energy. So it's so hard to know how this is going because it's going to affect everybody, but it's clearly going to affect the Sixers to a, a larger degree, you would think, mm-hmm. because of their home road splits. And like I said, them – being winless in the state of Florida doesn't seem to bode well.
2: Yeah, his name is Paul Hudrick, covers the Philadelphia 76ers for NBC Sports Philly, also the co-host of the Sixers Talk podcast. Uh, For links to all his stories, uh, I encourage latest Sixers news, follow him on Twitter at Paul Hudrick. Paul, thanks, man. I appreciate it.
0: Anytime, John. Thank you, man. All right,
2: Paul Hudrick, nice enough to join us.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.